Are you thinking of starting a side hustle, but you're afraid of burnout? Today, we're going to show how you can have the best of both worlds, earn some extra income on the side while keeping it sustainable and fit around your schedule. Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. All this month, we're focusing on ways to earn more. The concern that people have with starting something like a side hustle is the time and effort involved to build that income stream up. Most of us are busy and we're not looking to take on a second job at night or on the weekends, especially if we have other responsibilities, including kids. This is where a side hustle can be a practical solution for you. When I say side hustle, I'm referring to part-time entrepreneurship that is built around your schedule. I know there are those who push the grind, but I'm not interested in sharing ways that you can burn out faster. I want you to find and launch a sustainable business on the side. Today's show is designed to help you figure out if this is the right option for you. From the vault, I found a gem of a conversation I had with Nick Loper. He's the creator of Side Hustle Nation and author of multiple books. One thing I respect about Nick is how open he is about when things work and when they don't. If you decide to pursue a side hustle, I want you to have a clear idea of the challenges that can come up, along with resources that can make things easier. In this episode, we're going to get into why it's important to diversify your income, give you some tips on how to be productive, and how to use your side hustle money to speed your way to financial freedom. Are you ready? Let's get started. Nick Loper is an entrepreneur in every sense of the word. He's an author, speaker, consultant, and after my own heart, a podcast host. He's created Side Hustle Nation as a resource for anyone looking not only to earn money, but to create, connect, and contribute. And through his work and interviewing other successful entrepreneurs, he knows how difficult and rewarding the journey can be. The whole thing, it is a challenge because it goes back to if it were easy, everybody would be doing it, right? So some of the challenges that that I've run across, actually, my original side hustle was like this footwear comparison shopping site, growing, 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 three years, nights and weekends, finally get up the nerve to quit my job and say, okay, this is going to be my thing. And in youthful naivety, being like, this could be my thing like forever. This, this is a great business. But on day one of self-employment, I was like envisioning my four-hour work week lifestyle and the margaritas on the beach of all days. This is the day that the server decides to crash. I'm like, oh, well, that's maybe a bad omen. But like, okay, that's fine. That's temporary. But on the same day, of course, luck would have it. Google decides this is the day they're going to crawl the the website or my advertising account for like their quality score uh, metrics. First off, they say, hey, the site doesn't even load. We can't have that. Like, okay, that's understandable. Fine. I'll deal with that once it's back up and running. Once it was back up and running, it had kind of raised a red flag uh, on their system or whatever. And then they said, hey, this is just an affiliate site. Like the sole purpose of you existing is to drive traffic to other sites, which was true because I needed 
to have people click over to these other sites to get paid, Zappos and Amazon, these other advertisers. And it was like, well, Google, that's the whole purpose of Google for existing. Like when you people search for something and you drive them to other websites, like who who are you to judge, right? Yeah. But they they didn't see it that way. And it was, it took the entire summer because they don't really tell you what they're looking for to try and like revamp the website and you know add some content and add some other features to make it, you know, get back in their good graces. What they said to me after this three months, after like appeal, 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 trying to get uh, reinstated. So, oh yeah, it looks like we made a mistake. You're good to go. Learning from that experience and from others, Nick became a big believer in diversifying income. I don't remember who said this or if this is even true, but it's like, oh, the average millionaire has like seven income streams or something. I've always been fascinated by by that. And for full disclosure, like not all of these are very large, but they're, you know, they're, they're out there. They're a kind of have a like a buy button theory of especially for online business like hey the more, the more marketplaces you can throw up your product or service and have a buy button that's more opportunity for people to do business with you to discover you uh and hopefully to to pay you this is a big this is a big thing or kind of one of the common themes of of side hustle nation is like diversification like if you're relying on one source of income and for most people that's their day job it's kind of a risky position to be in Mm-hmm. And I found myself in the same position on day one of self-employment, where I was relying on one source of income. And even worse than that, was that income source was relying very, very heavily on one source of traffic. I was in, a, in, a, in that same position, even as an entrepreneur. And so that was kind of a wake-up call to be like, okay, I got to try and diversify. And as I mentioned earlier, Nick has a lot of projects on his plate. To stay on top of all of them requires a system that is effective and flexible. Being an avid tracker has been a huge help with that. I should try and prioritize the night before, like by writing down my you know top three actions for the next day. The bulk of my time, I actually just published like a time tracking study, which is a great productivity hack. Right, this is one of my favorite things. Um, there's a bunch of different tools and apps out there that you can use. Toggle is one, T-O-G-G-L.com. Okay. It's like a glorified stopwatch where you, you know, you punch in what you're working on and you hit the button and then you go. Like when I did this uh, for the last couple months, just used Excel. Like I would open up my Excel time tracker sheet in the morning, punch in, you know, start time, what I'm working on, and then and then go to town until whenever that was over. I found just like being on the clock, like it kind of gamifies it a little bit. And you'd be like, I, I can't believe I just spent 45 minutes on email. Like that's not allowed. Like that's not cool. It kind of kept me out of the inbox a little bit. Mm-hmm. And kind of kept me a little bit more focused during the day, kind of knowing, even though it's just entirely like placebo or like entirely against myself, it, it was a kind of a cool way to, and then analyze, of course, after the fact, say like, okay, where, where did my time go? What tasks could be eliminated? What tasks could be improved, automated, and what could be potentially delegated to a virtual assistant or somebody else? Yeah, it's, it's definitely kind of a stressful thing to have so many different projects going on. It's always a challenge to figure out, okay, well, how do you allocate your hours? It's kind of like a game of whack-a-mole. You can't really do eight things at once, and you really can only do one thing at once and do it well. Since Nick is constantly experimenting and trying out different tools, asked him if he had any favorites or recommendations for entrepreneurs trying to be more productive. Oh my gosh, a ton of a ton of tools. I I wrote the book on this subject called <laughs> Work Smarter, which is like kind of interviewing a bunch of different people, what their favorite tools are. Some of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, 
LastPass. Absolutely love this uh, thing's password management tool. You, you know, if you're probably logging into a couple dozen different websites every day, I don't have to think about it. And I can use it to share a password securely with assistants and like not show them the actual passwords. I think that's kind of a, a cool tool and free. Text Expander, one of my favorite like Chrome plugins. And I think you can get a system wide one for like 30 bucks. But the browser plugin is free, like for these like keyboard shortcuts. You feel like productivity ninja when that's going on. The new one that I've, this is like a new addition to my arsenal. It's called Copy Clip. Huh. Let's see, where is it? It's down here in the about. Oh, Clip X is what it's called. Okay. And this is for Windows, so there might be something different for for Mac. But, you know, this saves, I think, you know, 25 different things in my clipboard. So if I want to paste something I pasted or I copied like, you know, three copies ago, it's right there. So I think that one is a really cool new addition for like meeting schedules, all about schedule once. Those are some of my favorites. As a podcast that includes money in its name, I asked Nick if he had any favorite tools to handle their finances. He mentioned to me that they use Betterment for investing. He's also a peer-to-peer lender with Prosper, and they track their net worth with Mint. If you've been listening for a while, you've heard about these services. I think they're great. I even had some shows that highlighted how you can use them. But then he revealed that they also use Mint in an unconventional way to explore potential opportunities. Uh, we use Mint for just tracking net worth, mm-hmm. um, which is something that I try and use when evaluating like new investments or new like business ventures or, or kind of riskier things to try and look at it as a percentage of net worth to say like, if you have a net worth of uh, $100,000 and you're looking at this $1,000 bet Instead of looking at it as a thousand dollars, which is kind of like that's intimidating, that is painful to lose, right? But you could say instead, if you could reframe it as it's a one percent bet, like huh. if if this goes horribly wrong, like this is not even a blip on the radar. I'm still ninety nine percent the same as as where I was. Right? Kind of gives yourself permission to to take some take some risks, I guess, and, and see if you can accelerate things a little bit. If you're ready to make the leap and become a part-time entrepreneur, Nick has some advice that will not only help you with starting the business, but draw you two closer to financial freedom. I'm a very, like, I'm a latecomer to, like, the Mr. Money mustache, like the 4% rule, the mm-hmm. early retirement. As soon as I found that, it was like a light bulb, like, that went off and was like, oh my gosh, why didn't no one tell us this? Like when we were 18, that's probably what I would have tried to drive home in to my like high school and college age self. Mm -hmm. And you didn't really have any like, you know, out of control spending habits, but still like with that in the back of your mind, like, okay, look, this is, this is the target. Like if you can save 25 X your annual expenses, like you are financially free and it's like, you can do whatever you want. So that's kind of, if I uh, was going back in time, that's the stuff that I would try and focus on a, a little bit earlier because it's so empowering. And that's why the side hustle stuff is like, hey, if we can get people to that magic number a little bit faster, I'm all for it. If you're like us, you probably have quite a number of accounts between the two of you, including your old 401ks. It can be difficult to stay on top of everything especially when your old employer switches providers, which is what happened with my husband. 
Here's where our sponsor Capitalize can help. Capitalize helps you find and roll over an old 401k into an IRA of your choice for free. They handle the entire process. And yes, that includes calling your old employer or the 401k provider on your behalf. If you're ready to make managing your old 401ks much easier, find out more at simplifyandenjoy.com slash capitalize. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I picked up from going over my interview with Nick. The first one is diversify your income. Last couple years was a big reminder that things can shift very quickly. And as Nick mentioned too, just relying on one source of income can put you in a risky situation. So diversifying, even if it's not fully replacing your main income, can still be a help. And when times are good, you can use that to reach your financial goals faster. The second is have clear goals for your side hustle. For some, they want to have a side hustle to pay off their debt. And so there's a beginning and end point to that project. Others love the idea of having some extra money that's outside their main job. Finally, you have those who have specific financial goals that they want to reach, including, as Nick mentioned, financial freedom. Having a clear goal for your side hustle can give you that motivation to continue until you hit that and also keeping it in place so you know that you're not going to burn yourself out because this is only a temporary thing if that's the situation. It's all about having this balance with this side income. The last one is have a way to track your effort and finances. I want to make sure that this is a profitable thing for you. So you have to know your numbers. How much time are you putting in for the side hustle and what are you getting back from it? Whether you keep a spreadsheet or use software like Quicken, it's important for you to know your numbers and have them in front of you. You can see what's working, what's not, and what needs to be fixed. And don't forget, if you want to have some extra cash in your savings and buffer, and you're looking at both sides of the coin, earning more and revamping your budget, we do have a free course called 5 Days to 5K. It walks you through step-by-step how to find, save, and earn some extra cash. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash 5K. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to build an additional income stream, please check out Side Hustle Nation. Nick has created a wonderful resource. He has articles, interviews, podcasts, and even books to help you make your side hustle idea happen. As always, I'll have all the info and details in the show notes, along with other resources to help you to get started. Just head over to couplemoney.com. As a special announcement, I want to let you know that Joe from Stacking Benjamins is on his stacked book tour. Right now, he's going all across the country, and on March 22nd, he's going to stop by in Raleigh. I'll be joining him at Lone Rider at Five Points. Love for you to come over and say hi. The tickets are free. I'll include a link in the show notes, or if you want to go right now, go to couplemoney.com slash stacked tour. Our theme and music today was from artists over at Audio. Finally, I want to say thank you so much for being a part of the community. Couple Money Podcast is possible because of incredible listeners like you. 
Your tweets, reviews, likes, and comments are so encouraging. Thank you so much. I'd love to see you if you're in the Raleigh area on March 22nd. But in any case, I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care. 